Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No more mocks. This is a real deal. Want to talk about the draft? Call, text, or tweet us. Now, NFL Draft Central on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, everybody, welcome into our final day of NFL Draft coverage here on WGR. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case by the Mini Mafia Kids Club. Visit buffalobills.com slash mini mafia to join the fun and by upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local, local upstate Honda dealer. Zach, good morning. Um, you've had a a chance to sleep on day two, day one, all have, of, all yeah. of the draft. Uh, what's up? I feel pretty good about it. I I didn't hate the Dalton Kincaid pick right away. Like on night one, I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, you mocked a tight end, so maybe you yeah. you should probably sit this convo out. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say I I like that one. I just picked the wrong tight end. I mean, I I thought Michael Mayer was gonna go there. He ends up going to the Raiders early in the second round. Oh, Cyrus Torrance though, he was somebody I mocked earlier to the Bills at the start of the off season. That's easily my favorite pick of the draft so far we've only had three the other one being dorian williams out of tulane the linebacker which i mean we can get into that one we can jump in there and see how we feel about that but osiris torrance to me is just i i am head over heels in love with that pick six five three thirty guard <laughs> didn't give up a penalty didn't or, or what two penalties in his entire college career no sack skin up his whole career i adore him as a prospect for the Bills. I absolutely adore him. I think there's a real shot there. You're going to have Ryan Bates at right tackle if Spencer Brown does not perform up to, I think, maybe even the Bills' expectations of him. And then you're just going to you're going to just lock in Torrance at right guard. You're going to have Connor McGovern at left guard. I, really, I like how the Bills' offensive line can look come September. I really, really do. Yeah, you know... <clears throat> Obviously, I think I like the Torrance pick maybe the most out of the three. Um, I, I just I, I don't know quite what to make of the Dorian Williams pick. Um, it just feels like the linebacker position is filled with a bunch of guys. And the third round is not an area for me where you draft special teams players. And I think in the last two years with Terrell Bernard, who's going to have an opportunity to start at Mike linebacker and, mm -hmm. and whether or not that's something that I think sets them up for the best success. I'm not sure. Um, and then you look on the other side of this and, and, you know, drafting Dorian Williams and you have Dodson, you have Klein, you have Matt you have 
I'm probably missing people here, right? Uh, it's it, they're all kind of the same guys. It's though. just a in, bunch in all, of guys. In all honesty, yeah, like it's, that, a it's a bunch of guys. of guys. And I guess that's really where my concern comes from. Is I don't I don't really think you upgraded anything in the third round. And I think the third round is still an area of the draft where upgrades can happen. I, th- I think you could look at the second round. I think they upgraded the interior part of their offensive line. Um, now yeah, I was glowing about it. Uh, the only thing ago. is, is it is is drafting guard felt a little like a luxury pick. I don't know if it felt like a luxury pick. The way I look at the offensive line, and this is maybe more a stylistic point, I look at it as if you can drastically improve even just one of those positions, it makes all five of the offensive linemen better. I look at how like the Colts did it when they got Quentin Nelson. They needed help across the O-line. But really, when they got Quentin Nelson, that offensive line transformed into one of the best in the league after, for years, being a tire fire that ultimately led Andrew Luck to retire early. I mean, in, basically in his prime. So for me, it, I don't necessarily see it as a luxury, namely because they have so many versatile guys on the offensive line. I just mentioned Bates could potentially even start at right tackle. He could start at center, all that stuff. They finally just got somebody who, and, and I know yesterday he spoke with the media a little bit and said he could play right tackle. I, I don't see that. I see him as he is solely a guard. And I think that's the thing is instead of just grabbing a bunch of... Yeah, he's a guard. Yeah, instead of grabbing a bunch of Swiss Army knives and, and you know, really good at a lot of things, not great at one thing, they just got... No, you're a great pass blocker at the right guard position, and he's going to slot right in. And I think, honestly, as well, if you're Bean, with how poorly you've done in, in the second and third round with drafts because you want to go get the versatile guy or the do-it-all guy, just just go get the monster in the middle in the middle of the offensive line. He's 6'5", 330. He's going to clog up so many lanes that it, it can only improve the offensive line as long as he's not – as long as he honestly doesn't have slow feet or just can't stay in shape or anything like he, I think Osiris Torrance should be an absolute home run right out of the gate. I think he absolutely, you said, you asked last night, do you think he starts day one? I think I said like 85%. I slept on, I'm at like 95. I, I just, I would be stunned if he is not the out, literally outside of injury or just an atrocious camp that is stunning. I think you. I still don't think Ryan in. Bates starts in that position, and and, and Torrance is going to have to take it from him. And I think that's the that's the I think, part I think where he's, I think he's going to have to take it from him. I think he's just flat out better. I think that's the thing is like he's just going to make that offensive line so much better that they may want Bates to start. I think Bates can start at right tackle. I mean, that's the thing too is Spencer Brown's going to have to hold on to his position. I think he's really the one that is going to be stressing here a little bit, and you know, we'll see how they actually feel about Brown. I. Brown's rookie year, I feel like there was a lot of positivity there. He comes in as what? He was a third-round pick that year. And there felt like there was a lot of positivity, and it just kind of all cratered in his sophomore campaign due to injuries and, and, and such. But I don't know. I I also kind of want to still believe in Spencer Brown a bit here because there was so much promise in his rookie year. He He is coming with the high pedigree of a ton of potential. And then Bates, I, I just... I like Bates, but I keep thinking Bates is just like the cool guy that like if there's an injury, you feel comfortable placing him in rather than like he's the guy I'm going to build that offensive line around. Or he's the guy like just pencil him in. He's there every single week. I I, I don't know if I can get there with Bates yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that that's going to be a camp battle for sure. I, I'm, I think the camp battle and I think the thing that we're going to talk about probably all summer is the linebacker position. Absolutely. And... You know, they had Drew Sanders on the board at at uh, 59 when they decided to go with Torrance. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't really have a thought or an opinion as to going Sanders over Torrance. I, I Like I said, I 
I don't know what you have in Sanders exactly. I'm not sure he's a traditional off-ball middle linebacker, but he brought some potential versatility to maybe play edge on third downs. And, and you know, this is a team right now that probably doesn't love the depth with Von Miller, probably not ready to play football until week six. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, he shows up to the, the start of off-season workouts, no brace, and then I... He's not playing football for the first six weeks. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And, and Nate, I don't know how you feel about every time Von Miller speaks, but every time he does, I take it with like the most grain of salt I can. Yeah, like about he's everything. an entertainer. I, and, and this thing, I love Von. I think he's a great personality for the game. He had an ad as well, uh, trying to call away turf fields, I believe, over this weekend. But just, I I don't know. I I want to take it as like a positivity of like, hey, you know, maybe it really was like a small tear to his ACL, but it's like it's still a torn ACL. He's still in his 30s. Like, yeah, it's still going to take time. I will say on the linebacker point, Chris Paso of CBS Sports uh, really likes the idea of Dorian Williams playing at middle linebacker, and he favors him over Bernard as a prospect at these equal points. I, so, I mean, everything I've heard about Dorian Williams since last night is that he plays bigger than he is, which I he's going to need to because right now this linebacking room is very small. It's small, and, you know, like if you look right now, I, I just – retweeted a uh, a tweet from uh, Aaron Quinn at cover one. Um, I'm not totally sure that they shouldn't go and try to get a middle linebacker in free agency. There's a couple of guys mm-hmm. still under 30 mm-hmm. years old. Zach Cunningham, Deion Jones uh, played in Cleveland last year. Miles Jack, but his knees are bad. Uh, Corey Littleton's a guy that's played football in the league. Uh, doesn't have, He might be a little bit of redundancy on the size yeah. and speed play, uh, but has experience playing middle linebacker. Kyle Van Noy did not look. He looked cooked last year. Yeah, he did. Um, for the Chargers, uh, Neville Hewitt, uh, you know, Quan Alexander, uh, the, I, the best still, name. Only, still only 28 years old. But yeah, yeah. The best name you've said so far is, is Cunningham. Yeah, and it uh, like and and you know people can't see it. We're not on camera, but the look on your face it says it all. It's not it's not, it's not an attractive list. Yeah, there's a th- there's what twelve players under thirty or close to thirty here, and every single one of them played for a team that was absolute garbage. Bad, last year. yes, yep. bad Huge defensively. Yep. More booty than cheeks, yeah. Huge yep. booty cheeks. And I think the thing that you look at their depth at linebacker, they're deep. I mean, they're. I saw somebody put together the seven mm-hmm. line seven linebackers that yeah. could make the roster. I'm gonna tell you this right now: seven linebackers are not making this roster. No, chance. no shot. No chance. No shot. That's that's too many guys for a team that doesn't really rotate linebackers all that much. Can we talk about quickly? Yeah, they generally play two. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> and you're gonna don't have rotate seven. Much. They wait for someone to get hurt, and then AJ Klein shows up. Like that's that's what they've done for like three years. And now Edmonds is gone. Good for him. Gets a great contract. How many were here when they went and got AJ Klein again? Because those guys should oh. be slotted at the bottom. Because they went out and got a dude who left. Yeah, they, they go and get Klein again. I mean, it's Dotson, like Tyrell Dotson. I think Tyrell. I, I I would think Dotson's probably the odd man out here. Tyler Medikavich was here, but he is. I mean, sh- it's strictly a special team. Because uh, here's the problem: is you know when when Bean talks about these guys earning a chance to 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 get a shot at this position, Dotson sort of has had a couple of chances. Oh, yeah. and every he's time played. he's been in, it's not been it's good. It's been uh, no boy. No. Specifically, the second half of that Vikings game. If you're going to mm-hmm. carry seven linebackers, you got to play them all. Just put them all on the field simultaneously. I agree. And run all take the defensive line off. That's yeah. right. Run a one seven three. Ooh, be like the wildcat of the defense. No one will know what's happening for like two weeks. That's a correct. One, a one seven three. Yeah, like if you that. try to throw anything under ten yards, it's not happening. Daquan happen. Jones at the nose. Seven linebackers. That's right. Could could, could we do four safeties? Oh, we're riding a war, buddy. Man. Can we? We yeah. should absolutely. <laughs> we should. You know that. what? We might have to draft a couple. There's plenty. Of t- we got some picks left. 
So the Bills do not pick. We have two picks left. <laughs> yeah. We have two. Wait, so, yeah, there you go. Two safeties. I, like think that's the, I think that's the most disappointing part for me um, about going into today. And, and listen, you know, say what you will about Bill Polian, right? He's a Hall of Fame general manager. Oh, we're he, bringing up the famous quote? The famous quote, which is, you know, it's easy to draft in the second and third round. I would disagree because I don't think the Bills have drafted particularly well in the second and third rounds historically. Um, but... It's the fourth through seventh rounds that are where Super Bowl champions are made. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little dramatic, but I think that they're important rounds. Um, you know, it's where you can find some guys that are unearthed. Um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm shocked to see some of the names at the top of the the best remaining list here. Keely Ringo um, was almost universally mocked within the first round, two rounds, um, and you look at Dane Brugler's um, big board. I mean that that that's a player that is. That was, I think, top eight, top seven mm-hmm. in his position. Yep. Um, in a deep position, don't get me wrong. Um, let's take a look really quick at corners. Yeah, Keely Ringo, he had he had sixth as a first or second round grade. Ran a 4-3-6. 20 years old. All very right. young. All right. Very, very young. Coming off of that Georgia defense. Yeah, so... Interesting names still left on this big board. I, the thing that I am absolutely thrown for a loop for is that Trey Tucker goes before Tyler Scott. The, we were talking a little bit about that. We were kind of already off air when that was going down, and we were talking about that. Do you think it's the drops? Could Scott, be the drops. It has to be, right? That, that it's just you're a little nervous about how he is going to develop in the league. Because you can always improve drops, but if, if, as a wide receiver, if your biggest issue is drops – it's glaring. It's in bold, and the font size is way bigger than everything else. And it's it, it's tough to kind of convince a team. Y'all absolutely get better when it's like you've been doing this position probably your entire life. I and I could that's where I would have worries. Trey Tucker though is also incredibly fast, isn't he? If I'm remembering correctly, I mean he's five nine. He, he fits- Trey Tucker ran a four three seven, and yeah. Tyler Scott ran a four three seven. Yeah. Okay. So they're both. They had two four three guys. But that's that the thing is like ultimately. They're around the same size. But, Trey Tucker is 5'9", Scott's 5'10". If one, though, doesn't have drop issues, you probably take the other You could one. look at a couple of big boards. Now, we've been using Dane Brugler's yep. draft guide, but Dane Brugler has had Trey Tucker at 24th in his big board of wide receivers as a fifth-round draft grade. He had Tyler Scott number 7 wow. with a second-round draft grade. Now, that doesn't mean that that's adopted by every NFL team not using Dane Brugler's draft guide. They have their own draft grades, which matters. Um but I just I, I thought that to be very interesting. Just a tad. Just a tad. I mean, he's got, he's got him as a second-round grade. Wow. By the way, we're going to have uh, quite a few guests throughout the day today. Uh, Joe Marino is going to join us at some point. Um, that's it. Guess right there. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> no, Matt Perino, Ryan Talbot will join us. We'll get Sal Capaccio live from One Bills Drive today. Uh, going to reach out to John Scott as well today. So we're, we're going to get a lot of reaction today. Um, we'll, we'll see what uh, Chris Trapasso's got going on. Um, so, so I got some some texts out to some people today to just to try to get some uh, some reaction, some uh, some some you know reaction from the first few days. What to expect in the fifth round, sixth round? There's two picks left in this draft for the Bills. It's going to be kind of a, a boring day, I think, if you're a Bills fan today. Let's change it up. Trade into the fourth round. We're picking once today. Let's go. I woke. I woke up with that feeling. I was like. I was like. I just don't trade up. I just please. I just let's get to the fourth round. Let's get a high quality player and let's get, get rid. Of here. Get rid of all of your picks. What let's if they trade here. down from both the fifth and sixth and get eight seventh round picks? I'll scream. 
I will scream on air for like 20 minutes straight. I'll lose my entire voice. I hate the seventh round of the draft. Uh, just get, just. Get I have me, terrible news for you, buddy. You're here and you're just, working. Just get me to Mr. Irrelevant and let's go home. Hmm. You're on the air. I would like to remind you. Just and get me to you, Mr. You, Irrelevant. You let's might be home. Mr. Irrelevant today. Jeez. Get after wow. it. Let's get after it. It's tough. Yeah. Bulldog even said, he goes, Buffalo Bills is going to take Zach Jones. And I'm like, I will slam that pick as hard as I can. <laughs> I will write seven articles about how poor of that pick that is. What a, a terrible decision to draft. Look at him. He's a bag of hangers. You can't trust this guy. Yeah, he coverage. is a bag of hangers. Six, three, I've seen, I've seen kickers soaking wet. I've seen can't kickers with, with more gumption. That's can't right. Do it. You put come, comeback route takes seven seconds to develop. This Can't guy takes this guy tries to block one person. He is going to be on injured reserve for at least. Into a puff of well, red you know, smoke. I, I, you know, Joe and I were at were were at, at odds the last two nights with each other. Um, some yelling, but mostly it was about Jared Goff. But um, you know, he kept talking about uh, uh, what, what did he say that I started to. Um, were you saying the picks out loud again before they set? Oh him on yeah, the absolutely. Joe <laughs> was seeing red. Night night one, <sighs> Joe was seeing red. Yeah, and then night two, well, I'll Jared Goff just turn his mic and, off, and Nate was seeing red. And so everyone fun. that uh, was listening, uh, listening along, I was getting text messages, I was getting tweets. Nate, keep tipping picks. The, the people have spoken. Look at this. My the people have spoken. Sources close to Nate Gear reporting. It is cool to uh, spoil. It's because things. like, what are we doing? Why is it telling me the pick is in, and then twenty five minutes later, I'm finally having Raj. You gotta let it breathe, baby. You gotta let it breathe. You gotta it's let not everybody... a good wine. No, it's, you, let's just crack the beer open. You need let's go. all of your analysts who are highly paid to talk. And when they're done talking, they, tip the picks. they send the commissioner out. They tip the picks. There's always like, the one analyst that's sitting there and goes, "I'm hearing." 15 seconds ago that it's this guy. That's right. That guy. Fantastic. That's right. You have to make oh. uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter look like they know what's happening before it happens, even though it has already happened. You know what's fun? You know what I do miss from the draft? And I, I this week I, I rewatched first rounds of like a lot of old drafts just to kind of like reminisce and remember. Okay. Um, I truly miss when the cameramen would pan over to the guy on the phone in the green room, very clearly about to get picked, and everyone had to play like they didn't just see that. Yeah, that, that, that I absolutely that was that was a dream. I want all of the GMs in a small office with a small desk that is too small for their equipment, and they all have to they all have to work in the same room. They should. I, do, like, hockey I does hate it. hockey. Does it like that. I hate sep- all on the floor. I hate everybody in these fancy war rooms off on their own location. No, you you got to come to the draft. If we're going to make these people come to the personal. draft and stand around, you got to be there for the draft too. Show up. And wear a tie. The commissioner's walking out there like it's business casual. This since, is what's since, casual about this. Since 2020, when he got to hang out on his recliner, he is like, dude, I am not putting 100% effort into what this. What a joke. If I'm being honest, though, if I'm reading some of these names, I'm putting in 75% effort. Look like you run a company that's worth a couple of billion dollars. No tie. That's exactly how you do it. Disgusting. And the Saints are on the clock. They traded. I don't know. Right now? Tom Pelissero, yeah. The Saints are on the clock. I don't know. This draft doesn't start until noon, right? Yeah, Tom Pelissero, trade. The Saints are on the clock. What what do we do from now till 12 o'clock? I can go back to CBS. Do you guys want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Just <laughs> maybe not. I, I can't even make the make the noise that I want to make about the most exciting of the world because my my voice is uh, the the chances my voice goes before four o'clock are very good. I phone lines ain't ringing, so nobody's complaining. Um, not yet, not yet. There's plenty, plenty of game left, as they say. Nate, um, Nate's goal every day that he comes on air is, is to make just someone make it mad through. Enough. Well, well, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> well, did, you, yeah. did you see my Twitter yesterday? Oh, buddy, trying to avoid Twitter buddy. nowadays. I've done a great job avoiding Twitter, and then what it's under happens new management is, not going so well. What ha- 
uh, unexpected. Um, what was that? The um, unexpected disassembly. A little oh. bit. A little bit yeah. of that. Dude whose that. rockets blows up has a website that doesn't work anymore. That's weird. That's uh, <laughs> all right. That's okay. <laughs> Wait, is that did you Did you make coffee here? Hmm? Oh, yeah, but I brought it in. Oh, <laughs> you brought coffee, buddy. Oh, okay. Brought my own grounds. What, what, I, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of you got? Um, this is honestly like um, McDonald's. Really? Be- best fast food coffee you can get, my opinion. is He's still It's still from wrong. there. He's not wrong. Hmm. You, uh, it's it's everybody's local. Se- it's America's local senior center. Talk to anybody over the age of fifty-five; they'll tell you they do. There is <laughs> listen, do. if you've He's ever right. like you know like I, I'm at the station sometimes early in the morning, and sometimes like t- Shmim Schmortens across the street. Like when I go down to the Sheridan one because that's the only one that's open yep. early. And across the street is McDonald's. That's right. And you see all the fellows hanging out there. Sometimes the the line is too big at Tim Hortons, and the line is never. Too big over at McDonald's. That's right. You know why? Because so, everybody's on the inside. They're in there they hanging are. out. Really they're talking. Are. They're chatting. If, but, if you and, go in there to get a hash brown, you have seven different groups of old men just at the him Tortons. Absolutely. At the him Tortons, though, guys just hang out in their car in the parking lot. Yes. A disgusting habit. Absolutely a disgusting. Habit. And they'll have like habit. they'll have nineteen old cups on their dash, just sitting oh there, God, like the f- and like the bags that are just jammed yes. up against where. And then, like for whatever reason, it takes forty minutes for their windows to defrost. Absolutely, I'm wondering why. Just radiating divorced energy, just like failure to take care of anything in their lives anymore. Just everything's disheveled. There's probably but medical they bills, it. but they own it, and that's key. they do own it. That's key. If, you don't, if you don't own it. If you, it's a loss. I don't care. Like I don't care if you say like, yeah, that's my mess. Great, it's your mess. That's Clean my it mess, up, baby. You fiend. <laughs> Clean it up. Gee, you're in public. People can see this. That's true. If it's inside your house and your door is closed, I don't care what you do. But, but that's on the streets. Yeah, you're you're that's broadcasting that. You're broadcasting that for a weird reason. Oh, too ghastly. So uh, I they can, got I can... garbage cans there. Just throw it out. It's in line. You're going through the drive-through. You just toss. Can't do it. it. Cannot do it. Uh, so I can confirm. Uh, we will have Joe Marino at twelve thirty this afternoon. This. Should write this uh, down. You should write this down. Uh, being the producer, we've got a twelve thirty spot from Joe Marino uh, waiting on uh, Greg Thompson, Chris Trapasso. Um, we are for sure going to have both Ryan Ryan Talbot and Matt Perino, maybe at the same time if technology allows it. Um, Sal Capaccio. Uh, have you heard from Sal today? I have not. He's probably lazy. Oh, he's taking lazy. it easy, nice and we'll, easy. We'll probably be able to hear from Sal after twelve thirty. That's right. As soon as like we'll hear from Sal exactly the moment we need him. He'll be on the air. Professional is always good to go. No worries about Sal. Yeah, you know he's pro- he's probably uh, eating some kind of delicious breakfast, hanging out. I wish that I had woken up in time to eat breakfast, I th- but I, I did not. I thought about going to one of those like cheap diners for breakfast. Buddy, and, and starting the day off, and starting the day off right. Now we're talking. I did not do that. Absolutely, I should have done it. I did not do it. Oh, I, I love a good it. cheap diner, man. Yep. I so I don't know. Uh, I think so. You know, here's the thing, right? So I, I guess I guess now's the time to talk about this, right? So uh, by the way, Corey, uh, I'm not gonna be around on Saturdays for a little while. Where are you I'm going? Taking, I'm taking a hiatus. For he's, taking, he's taking a bit of a break. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking a, a sabbatical. Need some time away. Uh, I'm experiencing what um, what senior citizens called burnout. Uh, if you ca- if you can't notice from uh, my voice, generally uh, I have not been able to really get it back. It's been sort of uh, so a family member said, uh, "Are you okay, honey? It sounds like the life has been sucked out of you." <laughs> and uh, is this is this because of your breakup? And I said, "No, I'm just always sick because I work like ninety hours yeah, a week." Let me tell yeah. you about the Will linebacker. Is how he started <laughs> that reply. 
So, excuse, me, excuse me, auntie? Yeah, uh, it's actually because the Will linebacker in the third round keeps tearing my heart out <laughs> every right. time they, they, they take a Will linebacker. Perfectly normal round. human response. Um, no, but, uh, but, but Zach and Josh are going to be uh, kind of taking over. It'll be in great hands over the next couple of months until training camp, and then you know we're going to reassess at that point. But I have been working, uh, generally speaking, this position in this spot on this day, Saturday, for about 10 years. Uh, which is a long time for someone my age, 31, doing Far anything for 10 years yeah. or a third of my life. Why, uh, would, you do, why I, would you be on the radio? That I way? have not had Look a what it day did to, to myself. Cor- right. I, I'm starting to bald. Okay. Yes. I, I'm, starting I need, to bald. I'm starting to, t- I'm sitting in Howard's chair <laughs> and I'm starting to turn into Howard. Broadcasting live from the Howard Simon Memorial radio broadcast <laughs> booth at WGR Studios. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I'm taking a couple of months off. I'm going to take a day for myself in the summertime, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I am going to golf every single damn Saturday. Sounds pretty great. It's going to be good for him. And and I'm going to have some breakfast. I'm going to eat diner food on a Saturday morning. Not me. Unperturbed. Like, unrushed. (laughs) Unrushed. Like, I'm going to go to a diner at 10 a.m., and I'm not going to leave until 1245. Absolutely. Go tuck tuck the napkin in your shirt. Nurse, I'll take another (laughs) coffee. I'll take another coffee, nurse. Unlike you sickos, I actually enjoy this job. I am living that TD Green lifestyle 100%. Oh, TD Green lifestyle? That's right. Yes. Non-stop, baby. Non-stop rap. That's how we do. It's absolutely how we do. Producing tea to green made me want to get into golf, and then I would try golfing and get furious. Oh, gosh. That's so. actually a lot of fun. I miss, I miss producing Bison's baseball. I'm going to have to ask to do a couple of Bison's games. Those are fun. I love you Pat. Go. You should. Pat's great to work with. Pat Mello Carl? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Gentleman. What a dreamboat. Scholar. Scholar. Yeah, gentleman and scholar. scholar. You will never find a harder working dude in the business. That is facts. Um, <laughs> so, sports. Hi, guys. Sports. Right? There's guys and pads. We're not giving it to you, bud. Who are you talking to? You're talking to me, hardest working guy in sports. That's <laughs> You're right. talking to me. Just no respect, no honor, no honor among thee. I didn't play it today because we have a special open for the draft. So yeah. I did the draft. I can play the Dusty right. Open we next hour play. if you want it. We why don't, why don't we do this really quick? We're about to go to break. Why don't you play the Dusty Roads Open right now, and then we'll go into break. <laughs> and then we'll go into okay. break. We'll you know that. what? I can do that for you. I, I would. In fact, I need it, so... Uh, and that's how, that's how you get a morning started right there. That's this is this is how you end the first segment of a show. WGR is the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is being brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. By New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club. 
Visit buffalobills.com slash mini-mafia to join the fun. And by Upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All new Honda lineup. Visit your local upstate Honda dealer. Big thanks to Dusty Rhodes for joining us live last half hour. It's good stuff right there. It's good stuff. Speaking of joining us live, I mentioned uh, Greg Thompson of Cover One. He's going to join us here at 1140. So we're going to go about five minutes, take a time out, and get uh, get our man Greg on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on the draft at large, the third round pick, the second round pick, the first round pick. They have three picks already. Uh, they will not have a fourth until later this afternoon. I would bet 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock maybe, is when the fifth round pick will happen and then very quickly the sixth round pick happens as the second pick of the sixth round and then bingo bango bongo you know i'm cheers. going to get tacos it's gonna be what great are you, what are you eating over there oh i got a salad over there for breakfast oh, it smells kind of good i got salad for breakfast i got My a watermelon God. those are with, really good with wings drink i smelled it to wake up it was those, great. those are really good the oh water, the water okay. i'm excited bowls. so I'm uh, a little methamphetamines exactly. liquid form and a salad. I will, a I will tell you, I should be a coffee drinker because this is awful for me, but I have a problem. <laughs> That's I okay. have a real problem. You're looking good, feeling good, feeling strong. Well, it's the thing. Like, you it's gotta all internal. On the, on the external, I look great. On the internal, my body is screaming. <laughs> good. This is great. It's going to work out great for you having this shift for a couple of months. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, just, I turned 25 earlier this week, and I know my body's like just counting down. Could you, like, Matt? Do you remember what you were 30, doing at 25? Baby, I'm going to give up on you. <laughs> do you remember what you were doing at 25? This. Oh. What were you doing? Also this. This. <laughs> oh, no. Look at what, us. What a black hole. <laughs> oh. Look at us. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Greg Thompson, Cover One, will join us. Uh, let's grab a phone call since we've got one. Ryan in Buffalo, you are on with Nate and Zach in our special draft day, day three special. Uh, what do you got for us, my friend? Hey, Nate and Zach. I would, I don't know who said it, but I would also love to bingo, bango, bongo, trade our picks and move up into the fourth, pick a player and get on with our day. But that's the dream, baby. Um, love the draft. Yeah. Love the draft so far. Um, I really, actually, the third round pick, 
right when they did it, I think it was Bucky Brooks who was just raving about the player. Uh, sounded like he was like a perfect option to replace Edmonds either this year or in the future. And then I thought it was kind of puzzling once Bean was talking about, you know, how they're starting him off at outside. And then it started to make me think it sounds sort of like a retread of last year mm-hmm. when we took Bernard in the third round, who also was playing outside when we, you know, obviously had Milano locked down. So I'm a little confused now as to what the plan is and how much sense it makes. It just seems a little repetitive and from, from what we did last year. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I that, that that was kind of my biggest mm-hmm. gripe with the pick is that it just seems very redundant with the – you know, the guy that uh, that they drafted last year and are clearly going to give a chance, at least with for now. And, and, and to come out, listen, part of this is things do change from now. They get these guys in rookie minicamp, they get them moving around, they throw them, they get some pads on, they see them in the, um, you know, in the scheme, and then maybe things move. Maybe Dorian Williams moves to, mm-hmm. to Mike Linebacker yeah. before the start of training camp or in the middle of training camp. Which and he's there in are the, some people out there that, that really like him to potentially sure. do that, but I don't think him and Terrell Bernard are the same player. But it seems the way with with Bean speaking, it feels like they maybe think that they are, and I, that's where I'm concerned a little bit. I would have liked though to see what they would have done if if Trenton Simpson was available for them. If they, if they would have went with him, the linebacker out of Clemson who ultimately went to Baltimore, I think that could have been an interesting avenue to see where they would have went. But we'll, we'll see. The problem is, is it's not. This is not like a fifth round pick where we're all sitting here going, "Well, they got Matt Milano here, and they did, and they've done all this, you know, great stuff in the in the fourth and fifth round." Like this is the second and third, where you look back at the past few drafts, it's not a very pretty sight. It's a lot of whiffs, it's a lot of misses, it's a lot of reaches. You know, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Cody Ford, just to name three. I mean, it's it's a little concerning. And then even then, you know, guys like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss as well, second and third round guys. It's I'm. I'm always very nervous under the Bean administration. I'm very nervous about the second and third round. Like, I love Osiris Torrance. And then when Bean picked him, I was like, ooh, should I have been this excited? Like, I had that immediate thought. It went away quickly, but immediately I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe not the greatest. Perhaps. We'll see. Uh, let's take a timeout. Other side, Greg Thompson, cover one, joins us. We'll talk with him and we'll get his thoughts coming up next here on our continuing coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is being brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. By New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club. Visit buffalobills.com slash mini mafia to join the fun. And by Upstate Honda Dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back 
to our continuing coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. By New York's only outlet liquor, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club, visit buffalobills.com slash mini mafia to join the fun. And by New York, I'm sorry, Upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealer. Let's go to the Western Hotline for the very first time today to hear from our good pal, our buddy, our friend, a distinguished gentleman, some have said. His parents say they really love this guy. It's Greg Tomset of Cover One. Greg, good morning to you, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my mom says I'm quite a catch. <laughs> my wife says I'm very handsome. Um <laughs> Gregory, uh, thanks again, though. Thank you, thank you for uh, kind of on short notice here joining Zach and I. Um, you know, we're we're kind of looking across the board, getting a lot of uh, opinions from folks that cover the team, that follow the team, that uh, that evaluate the team, and and we're gonna maybe put together a list of everyone's sort of grade through the first two days of the NFL draft. We're gonna be waiting a while here, bud. There's no fourth round pick, so we're we're a little bored. So bringing you in to help. Overall, let's maybe give your give your overarching thoughts on in you know maybe. Obviously, it's in a vacuum. There's really no nuance to be applied until X's and O's and, and pads get thrown on and uh, scheme starts to play itself out and position battles play out. So knowing that none of those things are happening for a couple of months in a vacuum, thoughts from where these guys you know, kind of ranked on your, your wants list um, and, and ultimately where Brandon Bean ended up going up, what positions he, he sort of prioritized. Where, where, where do you stand in a vacuum broadly on the first three picks of this draft? Okay, so uh, I just sent out a, a message on Twitter, you know, trying to kind of qualify some things that, you know, I, I like Tanner Vallejo more than Matt Milano. I had never heard of Taron Johnson at the time he was picked. I liked Isaiah Hodgins more than Gabe Davis. Well, maybe that one's still open. Same. Um, the, the, you know, we don't know a lot of things in the moment, but we do put in a lot of work to be prepared for this, and I think you get ready for those responses. So each of the picks, have different reactions. Um, I wanted a pass catcher. I wanted somebody in the passing game. I didn't think it was going to be Dalton Kincaid, but now seeing more of his, his film, look at, you know, we spent a lot of time reviewing everything, looking at how he's used, hearing the comments of the plan for him and what he can do. And that some of the comps for him, and I know people throw out things like Travis Kelsey and things like that, which is crazy, but you know, there are pretty legitimate comps to guys like Dallas Clark guys like Aaron Hernandez, you know, maybe on the field specifically, um, you know, guys like when Dallas Goddard was joined with Zach Ertz, when you had Jermichael Finley joining with Donald Lee in Green Bay, you see that kind of athletic guy that can be that big slot receiver, that big slot flex guy in the offense. He's very good at finding open spots and leverage. He's very good at being able to use his frame. And the fact that he had four drops in all of college. He had a 38 to four touchdown to drop ratio. He had eight touchdowns for every one drop. That's something that every Bills fan should be excited about. That's the kind of guy that we need in this offense, even if admittedly it wasn't the path that I thought we were going to go. Great. We go into the second round. Osiris Torrance is a guy that honestly, I wouldn't have been upset if they took in the first round. Um, he's not the exact fit of what we've seen from Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer likes a lot of the, dancing bears tall athletic guys that move from tackle into guard i mean he's moving six foot eight tommy doyle into guard um those kind of things he's not the exact fit he is a big 
mauling, powerful guy, but at pick 59, I mean, he was my top available player for like 15 or 20 picks going into that spot. So I can't possibly be upset with that. It was a great value. He's a really good player, gives us versatility. We now are going to have this coming season where two of either Connor McGovern, Ryan Bates, Osiris Torrance, or David Edwards, two of those guys aren't going to be starting. That is a great luxury for an offense like this. So I was really happy with the first two picks. You know, Brandon Bean's a lot smarter than me. Guys like Terrence Gray and their staff put in a ton of work. I don't personally understand the Dorian Williams pick in the third round. I wasn't looking for another undersized weak side linebacker where we already have an all pro linebacker. So unless you're telling me that it's been a smokescreen this whole time and the plan really is to move Matt Milano to middle linebacker. So it's, Terrell Bernard versus Dorian Williams, and one of those guys is going to start. I don't see the value in picking an admittedly awesome athlete who is a missile in a football jersey and is going to be an impact special teams guy from day one. That's not a top 100 pick for me. But, again, those guys get paid a lot of money to do this. They know more about it than I do. So I love two of the picks. I'm kind of scratching my head on the third one, but I obviously I'm open to the fact that they know more than I do. Greg, with the Dalton Kincaid pick, I think a lot of people, even on draft night, kind of were wondering, like, where does this leave Dawson Knox? Like, do you imagine with who Kincaid is, I think a lot of the talk that night was he's a pass catcher. Like, he, you know, maybe one of the best pass catchers in the draft, regardless of position. Does this bring down Dawson Knox value or is this more of a plan of do you think that they really, really, really want to go two tight end sets a lot more than they have the past few years? So a couple of things statistically, um, the Bills were, I don't know if it was literally last or maybe second to last. I'll have to look at it again. I think maybe we were second to last behind Arizona. We were the second fewest two tight end sets in the NFL last year. It was 6%. So just going from the second fewest to average is actually a huge jump. You're talking like 6% to like 18 or 20%. That would just be going to average. There's no chance in my mind that we're all of a sudden pivoting to a San Francisco, a Cleveland offense where you're talking 50% of snaps as two tight ends. Um, Maybe we fall in between there. Maybe we jump all the way to 25, 30%, which again, from 6% is a huge swing in usage there. I will say we've had this conversation in the cover one staff chat that We like Dawson Knox a lot. Dawson Knox is not going anywhere. He is signed. He's, you know, value of the contract can be debated and things like that. But he's a good player who's going to be a contributor for this team for a long time. It's not crazy that by playoff time or going into next year, Dawson Knox is the 1B in this relationship. Like, that's absolutely not out of the question. He was a third-round pick for a reason. Dalton Kincaid was a – top 15 graded player on many people's boards. Daniel Jeremiah is number nine overall player. Danny Kelly's number 12 overall player. Like some legitimate draft experts loved his play. You know, there's a reason that he could beat him out in the same sense that many of us were talking about. I like Spencer Brown, but I'm okay if they draft a guy who can come in and push him because having a guy who has the upside and talent of Spencer Brown pushed as a backup is a huge luxury. It's the same thing. If Dawson Knox, if if Dalton Kincaid is so good that Dawson Knox becomes a great luxury as one B tight end, that's an awesome problem to deal with, and I'll gripe about the contract later. And uh, what I would say too, Greg, is Dawson Knox's contract this year 
is quite palatable. It's only 2.8% of the cap, $6.4 million cap hit. It's not until 2024 where it starts to balloon up to 14, 15, 15, 9 um, over the last three years of that contract. But what I'll tell you is, is if Kincaid turns out to be, you know, what you're talking about, which is kind of pushing Knox down the depth chart a little bit. The post June first out, you're saving ten and a half million in 2024, eleven and a half in 2025, and twelve million in 2026. So it's not totally out of the question that, and and they're only eating about three four million dollars a year uh, moving down the road. So I I wouldn't even be surprised if you know if Kincaid really is you know kind of the 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 real deal and build is advertised that that he could move into a position where you know maybe Brandon Bean's got to make a difficult decision. This is going to be a roster, Greg where difficult decisions loom and, and and maybe even evolving past this conversation about tight end as I think about Ryan Bates here. And I don't think about Ryan Bates as a potential cut candidate because he's 26 years old. He's got three years remaining in a contract. But where do you see Ryan Bates fitting in? Because my cohort over here uh, really believes that Osiris Torrance is maybe set to, to take over Ryan Bates as a starter on this offensive line, maybe moving Bates back into a more swing role, or could he potentially find himself competing to be right tackle? Uh, we know he can play all five positions. I haven't really seen him play uh, tackle in an extended look since the first year that they traded for him, but... On top of that, Greg, I might even view the difficult decision down the road, maybe next offseason, being Mitch Morse getting cut and moving Ryan Bates into a full-time starting center position. I think there's a lot of options, and Brian Bates really gives you those options because of his flexibility. 100%. So I, I, the options part is the key. I, you know, I, I, I would be shocked if we saw any movement with Dawson Knox. I think he's here for four more years. I, I, I think that him not being the ideal value at that one B tight end is fine. I don't think it would be a reason they move him. The same thing on the offensive line. I used the comparison last year. I still firmly believe that last year going into the draft, the plan was, Hey, we're going to draft Terrell Bernard because our plan is we're going to extend Tremaine Edmonds. And maybe we need to plan for life after Matt Milano. And then instead Matt Milano went up another level and had a unanimous, like, all-pro season, and Tremaine Edmonds priced himself out, and now it's like, oh, well, I guess that plan didn't work. It's the same idea now. We drafted Osiris Torrance because now, one, last year, you guys remember, we lost the Miami game purely because we didn't have a functional human to stand in front of Josh Allen. Our offensive line depth cost us that game straight up. Now, we're going to have the luxury of guys available to step in. And if, you know, God forbid something happens with Mitch Morris and another documented concussion, they can slide over either Bates or McGovern, who can both play center and have a guy like David Edwards or Ike Bakker or Osiris Torrance immediately step in. So in the short term, I think it's just a straight up competition. You know, people, Bills fans are used to like clamoring that every single draft pick has to play. Nobody gave Howie Roseman a hard time last year that Cam Jurgens was a second-round pick who just sat the entire year, and now he's a genius that, oh, we have this luxury of a guy stepping in if Jason Kelsey, or if, uh, Jason Kelsey wasn't ready, and instead they brought him back. Are they going to call Howie Roseman an idiot because he took Cam Jurgens in the second round? No, it was a smart pick, and he was prepared, and instead Jason Kelsey's ready to play another season. So we're going to do the same thing. We're prepared. We have a great competition that we're going to have a guy of Bates or Torrance or Edwards caliber. I, I feel pretty confident McGovern's going to start. Two of those guys are going to be backups. If during the year we lose Morris, we don't lose all that much. We can have a guy step in and still be pretty good. In 2024, we're set. We're okay. If Torrance wins that job straight up and Bates goes back to just being 
a really valuable, you know, sixth lineman who could play all five spots. Bobby Hart played like 250 snaps last year. I'm cool with that being Osiris Torrance or being Ryan Bates and bringing them in as the sixth offensive lineman of the jumbo set guy. That's really valuable. That's a great usage. So, you know, I know everybody kind of decides this weird thing with the Chiefs happen to be playing rookies on their way to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey carrying them to a championship. And all of a sudden now it's, they won a championship because some sixth round corner played some snaps poorly and probably could have been done the same as a veteran minimum free agent. So instead, if we don't play rookies, it's now some huge mistake. No, we're planning for the future. We're prepared. We're going to have really good offensive line depth and one injury isn't going to crush us. I hope Torrance wins the starting spot, but I'm fine if it's not till 2024. All right, Greg, before we send you off into the, uh, into the mystic, uh, give us uh, what, what is your vacuum grade for the first two rounds for the Bills? You have to slap a, a letter grade to it. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to go like a, a legit B+. Um, I really like Kincaid. Um, I'm curious on the scheme fit. You know, Cyrus Torrance is a huge, monstrous guy. He's not the nimble athlete that the other guys are. I'm curious how that works out and how they use him. And, you know, obviously we're in kind of a wait-and-see mode with Dorian Williams of what how he's going to be used and what his role is. But, you know, the value in the first two picks, I think, is far, far too good to have anything below average in that grade. Um, I think it's a solid B+. Plus. I'm happy. All right, Greg. Thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate you joining. Love the insight. Uh, what do you got going on, if anything, uh, kind of wrapping up draft coverage for the weekend or maybe the start of next week over at Cover One? Yeah, yeah. Having some different guys on. We're going to have Joe Marino on Wednesday night to, to go over our uh, overall draft. But today, Anthony Prohaska and I will be on doing instant analysis on whatever moves happen today. If we have some trades, if we have some day three picks, we'll be on there to review everything who gets brought over. So you can search for Cover One on YouTube and find all of our work. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy your Saturday. Thanks, guys. Greg Thompson had a cover one there joining us on the West Her Hotline. Timeout, other side. We continue. We'll wrap up. We'll, well, technically, when we come back, round four will be underway here on WGR, so don't go anywhere. Our continuing coverage here of the 2023 NFL Draft. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is being brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club. Visit buffalobills.com slash mini-mafia to join the fun. And by Upstate Honda Dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.